Jeremiah chapter 18 verse 1 The word that hath been unto Jeremiah from Jehovah, saying, 2. Rise, and thou hast gone down to the potter's house, and there I cause thee to hear my words. This is probably another day, and the Lord is commanding Jeremiah to go to the potter's house where the man who makes pottery lives and works. 3. And I go down to the potter's house, and lo, he is doing a work on the stones. The potter was creating a piece of pottery on that churning wheel, which was made of stone. In ancient times, houses were open because your house was not only where you lived, but it was also where you had your home business. So if you were a carpenter, that was your home base of your business, or if you were a potter, or if you were a baker. Sometimes the bakers would share an oven, so those ladies might have to go to where the oven is to work. If you made linen and you had a loom, then that would be at your home. So a lot of these homes were also businesses which made them open to the public. Plus it was, these homes may have had porches or open areas where you could watch and see what's going on there. Jeremiah didn't have to knock on the potter's door to see what the potter was doing. The potter was probably out in a porched area or some sort of garden area or something doing his work where anybody could walk by and see what he's doing and walk into his shop. 4. And marred is the vessel that he is making, as clay in the hand of the potter, and he hath turned, and he maketh it another vessel, and it was right in the eyes of the potter to make. As Jeremiah is observing the potter work, he sees that the potter doesn't like what he created, so he refashioned it into a totally different pot, because he didn't like the one that he had created. This is also similar to a painter being displeased with what he painted and then covering that up with different paint and making a totally different picture. 5. And there is a word of Jehovah to me, saying, 6. As this potter am I not able to do to you, O house of Israel, an affirmation of Jehovah, lo, as clay in the hand of the potter, so are ye in my hand, O house of Israel. The Lord had caused Jeremiah to leave his own house and go to the potter's house and watch what's going on in the potter's workshop. Jeremiah saw the potter was creating a pot that he didn't like, so he destroyed it and refashioned it into a different pot. And then the Lord spoke to Jeremiah and said, This is what I'm going to do to Israel. I don't like what Israel has become, and I'm going to refashion it into something completely new. 7. The moment I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom, to pluck up and to break down and to destroy, and that nation hath turned from its evil, because I have spoken against it, then I have repented of the evil that I thought to do to it. 9. And the moment I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom, to build and to plant. 10. And it hath done the evil thing in mine eyes, so as not to hearken to my voice, then I have repented of the good that I have spoken of doing to it. The Lord says, Just as the potter can reshape the pot in an instant, I can also change a promise in an instant. If I am angry with a nation, and I am going to send destruction, but they repent, then in an instant I can restore that nation. Or if I am pleased with a nation, 
because they're following me, but then they turn back to sin, in an instant I can change my mind and destroy that nation. The Lord has every right to change his mind. You and I change our minds all the time. And the Lord says he can change his mind just like the potter can. 11. And now speak, I pray thee, unto men of Judah and against inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, Thus said Jehovah, Lo, I am framing against you evil, and devising against you a device. Turn back, I pray you, each from his evil way, and amend your ways and your doings. The Lord says that if his people refuse to repent of their evil deeds, then he will bring evil upon them, and it will be the evil of what the Babylonians are going to do to them. 12. And they have said, It is incurable, for after our own devices we go, and each the stubbornness of his evil heart we do. The Israelites are going to refuse the word of the Lord, and they're going to say, We're never going to stop living the way that we want to live. 13. Therefore, thus said Jehovah, Ask, I pray you, among the nations, Who hath heard like these, A very horrible thing hath the virgin of Israel done. Virginity is a metaphor for only following the one true God. And here it says Israel was a virgin. At one point she followed the true God. But now she's done evil, horrible things. And she's done worse than any pagan nation. Because she actually knew me. And I had done great things for her. But these other pagan nations who followed the demon gods, they had never known me. So it was worse for Israel to turn to paganism than for the other nations to already be in paganism. 14. Doth snow of Lebanon cease from the rock of the field? Filled are the cold strange waters that flow? Evidently, Lebanon was a higher place. That's where the forest was. That forested area did get snow at times. And the Lord says, Is the snow going to stop falling on Lebanon? Which is part of the metaphor. He's going to compare the snow of Lebanon to the sins of his people. 15. But my people have forgotten me. To a vain thing they make perfume, and they cause them to stumble in their ways, paths of old, to walk in paths, a way not raised up. He says his people are not following the straight and narrow path of righteousness. He's saying that his people have less wisdom than the forest of Lebanon, because it never stopped having snow in the cold season. But the people of Israel have stopped following their Lord. 16. To make their land become a desolation, a hissing, age during, every passerby it is astonished, and bemoaneth with his head. The Lord says, I am going to destroy this land, so that people who pass by will shake their heads and hiss at it. 17. As an east wind, I scatter them before an enemy, the neck and not the face, I show them in the day of their calamity. To show somebody your neck means that you're turning your head away from them and you're ignoring them. Many times the Israelites showed their stiff necks to the Lord, and he's saying, I'm going to show my neck to them, meaning that he is going to forsake them. 18. And they say, Come, and we devise against Jeremiah devices, for law doth not perish from the priest, nor counsel from the wise, nor the word from the prophet. Come, 
and we smite him with the tongue, and we do not attend to any of his words. The leaders of Jerusalem are saying against Jeremiah that their laws are greater than his word from the Lord, and their counsel is greater than what he says the Lord is saying, and they're saying that they don't have to listen to him. This is just like arrogant Christians today who, when they are told to repent, they arrogantly say, we can do whatever we want because we're Christians, we're children of God, and don't you dare tell us to repent because we can't lose our salvation. The Israelites of Jeremiah's time had the exact same attitude. 19. Give attention, O Jehovah, unto me, and hearken to the voice of those contending with me. Now Jeremiah is pleading for the Lord to save him from these evil men. The leaders of Jerusalem wanted to kill Jeremiah, so he's going to ask the Lord to destroy them instead. But as I said before, under the new covenant of Jesus Christ, which is the covenant that we're still living in, we don't pray against people, we only pray against demonic spirits. 20. Is evil recompensed instead of good? that they have dug a pit for my soul? Remember my standing before thee, to speak good of them, to turn back thy wrath from them. 21. Therefore give up their sons to famine, and cause them to run on the sides of the sword, and their wives are bereaved and widows, and their men are slain by death, their young men smitten by sword in battle. Jeremiah feels the righteous anger of the Lord, and he says, these people want to kill me for telling them to repent of their sins against you. Let them suffer the punishment that they deserve. But today we can pray this against the evil spirits that come to attack us and those we love. We can ask Jesus to cast those spirits out and keep them away from us. 22. A cry is heard from their houses, for thou bringest against them suddenly a troop. For they dug a pit to capture me, and snares they have hidden for my feet. Jeremiah says, These elite men of Jerusalem are trying to kill me, but you are sending Babylon to kill and capture them. They were digging a pit for me, but they should have been wearing sackcloth and mourning over their sin, but they spent their time digging a pit for me to kill me, and now the Babylonians have come. 23. And thou, O Jehovah, thou hast known all their counsel against me is for death. Thou dost not cover over their iniquity, nor their sin from before thee blottest out, and they are made to stumble before thee in the time of thine anger. Work against them. Jeremiah, in righteous indignation, says, Go ahead and punish them, and don't forgive them. The Lord will forgive them if they repent, but they won't. The men who plotted against Jeremiah were dead set in their sin. And that concludes Jeremiah chapter 18.